you're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast. With Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. All right, guys, welcome in, welcome in, welcome to a 7 a.m. Mountain Time show of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, uh, Scott Kennedy. I'm getting Scott as soon as he's about to take a sip of his coffee. Uh, Scott, how are you doing? Happy Tuesday morning. I'm doing well. I feel like I don't see you anymore. You know, it used to be basically every day and now it's just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We cram it all into the middle of the week and it's like, man, I haven't seen you in a week. So it's, it's been a, it's been a few. How are you? I am good. I am tired. We started the process of uh, packing up the house because we have to be moving into a new house in the beginning of July um, for rentals. So that's going to be fun and uh, (laughs) fun, I guess, moving for the, I guess fourth time in three years or fifth time in three oh. years. And uh, it makes you have to do that. What is it? Marie condo or, you know, love it or leave it the uh, all your junk. So you get a lot less sentimental uh, when you have to move uh, your stuff around that many times. My, but, my wife's great, but she is not good about uh, clutter keeping things. Yeah. And like the only times in 20 something years I've considered just leaving is when my stuff is packed in my car during a move. I'm like, you know what? I can't take it. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm leaving. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. I can't handle all this stuff. We had a 1,600-square-foot townhome in California. We moved on the same street, actually. We just moved down the street. And we got a truck that was rented, that was rated for like three rooms. We filled it four times Oh my from God. a 1,600-square-foot townhome. I'm like, I can't take this. I can't take it. I'm out of here. God, dude, just, is it just Florida? I got Florida my ceiling? laptop. I'm gone. Uh, it doesn't get better. It hasn't gotten better through the years. <laughs> no, especially when you settle for a bit. How long yeah. have you been in the house that you're in right now? I'm burning it down. That's how I'm moving. Don't, yeah, <laughs> don't come back to that one. That's not going to move me with a torch. Yeah, God, yeah, <laughs> insurance fraud. Um, no, um, we are uh, getting ready for that move coming up here. Luckily. I guess I can say, luckily, the place that we are leaving, nobody's moving in after us. They're going to tear it down and build their own house, the people who own it. So we have a little bit of wiggle room as far as moving stuff over. It doesn't have to be like packed up in the weird intermediate time where like you're kind of homeless because you're not really in a functional house. So that's good. I guess um, that's coming up. Started that thing and uh, we make our drive back to Iowa starting Saturday over two days. Um, so it's going to be very busy and uh I'm already tired thinking about it, but it'll be good. Um, we're driving with the pets as well. So, uh, you know, only a 36 hour drive or whatever the heck it is. It'll be fine or 26, 26 hours, um, but uh, only going to miss a few shows, um, luckily. So that's uh, that's good news as well. We uh, worked it out where um, even though I'll be back, I'll be able to go live and maybe it won't be such an ungodly hour uh, consistently for me with a two hour time change. 
Um, but let's say hello to some people in the chat here. Uh, thank you for you guys who joining us early. Um, since uh, <clears throat> I messaged Chad yesterday and I was like, wait a second, I have access to the Twitter account. Made it a tweeted it out this morning from uh, Broncos for Breakfast account. But we have Ethan who liked it on Twitter. Thank you, Ethan, saying a uh, good afternoon, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you, uh, Ethan. Hopefully everything is not too chaotic there in um, London going on right now or England. I see that the uh, Boris Johnson's having a vote <laughs> right now or something. Not a politics podcast, uh, but uh, like a vote of incompetence. Ethan could probably uh, share a little bit more, but it sounds like it's a little bit of chaos there uh, across the pond. It's chaos over here as well. So in good company, I guess. Um, James Hyatt's in the house as well. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Good morning to you, James. Hope you're doing well. Timbo Slice TV on Twitch coming in. We've got to say hello to our Twitch supporters, and Timbo's always in here saying, Morning, fellas. What's up, Broncos country? Not too much, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning in Seattle. I've got not a cloud in the sky. It's gorgeous. Also, the sun's been up since I think about 4 50 a.m. Um, pretty incredible. <laughs> it's uh, I went to bed last night at about 10 30 and I looked across the horizon and it was still bright off in the distance. That's what it's like here this time of year with no clouds. Yeah, so you need good curtains to live in Seattle. Yes, you do. Blackout <laughs> curtains. Um, they also help in the summertime when you don't have air conditioning and it's hot. Um, Philip coming in here saying, good morning, guys. I have a feeling Chubb is going to have a huge year. Well, I hope so. Good for him and good for the Broncos. That might make an interesting scenario. We'll get into it here in a bit, but thank good morning to you, Philip. Thank you so much. Um, Lawrence Rivera coming in as well. I'm sure these are stars because Lawrence always likes to give stars. So either way, regardless, Lawrence, you're a star. Um, Good morning to you. Hope you're doing well. Um, we have Ethan also coming in saying, uh, "The more you, the more you move, you get rid of stuff that you don't need." Yep, you'd that's it. You think. think, but when you've got that much stuff, I don't have time to go through all this stuff. So we better just move it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's one of the good things about us already starting our move. Granted, we're going to be gone for ten days, so we have less time to get everything done. Uh, but. Uh, Went through a bunch of stuff and uh, already have tossed, you know, a good bit. We have. I've been in my house six years. I've got rooms that still look like we just moved in. It's just painful. It sounds like you need a storage locker. That's that's a with six thousand square feet in a house. I'm not paying for not. extra storage. No. Yeah, yeah. That's living in the world of Seattle where <laughs> real estate is hard to come by. Um, but uh, absolutely, um, we've been cleaning up. That's no doubt. Um, Big E Broncos in the house also saying good morning, Nick and Scott and all of Broncos country. Good to see you. Um, good morning. I guess Nick is sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, early today because I was a little bit too last minute trying to get a car appointment um, for driving across country. And I called about 15 mechanics yesterday and they're like, oh, yeah, we're booked through mid-July. Holy cow. OK, what's going on? Um, but uh, was able to get into one where he's like, OK, you can swing by tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. OK, I guess I'm going to have to make it work. So here we are. Did. um. Did you see uh, Stand By Me? Oh, the, wait, I get him confused. It. Lean on me and Stand By Me. Lean on me The uh, with Morgan Freeman where he's crazy, crazy Joe. I've not you seen know, that one. Yeah, I'm excited. I actually saw a movie about, reference. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I always mix up those two movies titles. They're very different, obviously. But the girl says, I, I don't want to take home ec. You know, I, I have four brothers and sisters that I take care of. I want to take shop. And Joe Carter writes her up and says, you go take this to the teacher and say auto mechanics make 40 bucks an hour. And this is, you know, 1987, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's a pretty good business to be in. If you can yeah. fix cars, you got to have a computer, a computer science degree to do it now though. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, all cars and computers are all specialized as well. Um, but uh, luckily you can get somebody in there. Um, also, we got a good day in Virginia says Tim 65 yesterday. I was loving it. Good for you. Nice. Um, things have started to warm up a tad here. Um, we're still in the La Nina spring and it's 
we're coming out of like the coldest, wettest May in 80 years or something, but uh, we're getting by. Maybe it means less wildfires this summer. I'll take it if I can. Um, and also talking about uh, movies here, um, DWI saying good flick. Guess what, Both guys? Of them. Both of them. But guess what? <laughs> Top Gun. It happened. Um, we watched it this weekend after enough. Sh- Honestly, Natalie, my, my wife, she's like, you know what? Let's let's watch it. It's a good one. So uh, we did watch Top Gun. It was good. I mean, I don't know if it was something about the 80s style of movie, but I feel like they only had the rights to like three songs and they just played them over and over and over again. Like a Danger Zone. Like we're going to go back to Danger Zone or I can't even think of the love song. I was catching like, you know, family guy, pop culture references that they moved from Top Gun. It's like, okay, well, that's obviously what that's That's from. why you have to see all those old movies because yeah. all like the current pop culture reference comes back to all that stuff constantly. It's like, that's yeah. why you got to see Rocky and the Godfather yep. and, you know, all these yep. classics. Cause then you'll be like, Oh, I that's understood that reference. Yep. Cause it happens yep. all the time and writing and other movies, everything. Yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously it's, 1986 I think is when it came out um, a little bit some stuff that's feels somewhat cheesy today uh, but it was it was a good movie um, I will say also um, spoiler alerts I guess and this is a good job you guys not spoiling it for me had no idea uh, goose died so uh, that was actually that was like holy shit sorry cussing on here but like it actually was like oh, seriously goose is dead it's like Nana's like yeah it's like I love him. He was like the best character. Um, so that got me. Um, actually, that was, that was a bummer. But um, <laughs> Big E saying, hey, Nick, don't feel bad. It's the way here trying to get an in, uh, inspection sticker on a car in West Virginia. Okay. That's it might be some of the emission stuff as well. Who knows? Um, but, yep, we did see uh, we did see Top Gun. Woo says, Ethan, movie time review. Um, take my breath away. That was the <laughs> that was over and over song. again. <clears throat> yeah. And DW oh, guy oh, says, oh, well, oh, now oh, you ruin it for others, Nick. No, no, he didn't. Nick was the last person to not see it. Yeah. So anybody else would be kids that are too young to be watching or just don't care about watching us old guys talk, uh, talk, talk Broncos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, well, Top Gun, I, I thought it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. No regrets watching it. So uh, I'm excited to see the uh, the new one at whenever that comes out on a streaming service. It was good. It was good. And apparently was a lot good. of it was filmed up in the uh, the North Cascades. So I'm excited to watch it and be like, oh, I know that mountain. I've climbed that one. So, oh, that's uh, Diablo Lake right there. Um, so what's but, interesting about the new one, and I know we're 10 minutes in, we're talking movies and it's moving, but it's, it's June. June. <laughs> um, is it, it, it almost, it seriously feels, and I felt like this with the, the latest reboot of the Star Wars movies. You know, it's like, you know, to us Gen Xers, these, these guys feel like family members. It felt mm-hmm. like, you know, these characters have been in your psyche for 30 years you know it just it feels like oh it it felt it almost felt real to a certain extent because they've been around and part of our lives for so long it was just it was a kind of an interesting feeling yeah it was like oh good or oh bad you know what happened to these people you know having some uh some resolution and seeing where they ended up was was good yeah, and Joe's Chubb Judy. What's this top gun yeah, talk? Broncos. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Joe. We're gonna get to it right now. But uh, we got John. I'm Fields gonna step coming. out for one second. And let Nick have okay. it for just a moment. For sure, I'll I'll tease it here for a second. We got uh, John Fields. Good morning from Baltimore. Good to see you. Um. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, yesterday we had the Broncos had uh, Bradley Chubb take the field or take the podium, um, for an interview. And Bradley Chubb is probably one of the most interesting players for the Broncos this entire uh, this entire season and this offseason as well. And uh, how he does is going to be a, gosh, a huge part on how the Broncos do this season. So Bradley Chubb taking the podium yesterday. And I guess the first bit of information about Bradley Chubb that is maybe worth noting is that uh, 
Bradley Chubb did not make it to the Von Miller pass rush seminar this year. He had another obligation going on. Uh, he's been there in the past, but uh, no Bradley Chubb down there working with the elite pass rushers, elite edge rushers in the NFL. Um, so uh, is that a, a lot of no news there, Scott? Uh, obviously missing that. He had other obligations. Probably sounded like community oriented for the Broncos as well. Or whatever. Go work out with somebody yeah. else. You know, there's yeah. no rule that says you have to go to Vaughn's pass rushing camp. That's more of a uh, a social thing anyway, for goodness sakes. I mean, you can yeah. compare notes and all this stuff, but Bradley Chubb is a veteran. He can do what he wants. He doesn't have to go to Vaughn Miller's pass rushing camp. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, and the big offseason for Bradley Chubb. I don't really care that much either. I, do, I am happy that uh, Baron Browning went because I think a lot of it is the fraternity of those pass rushers mm-hmm. as well and getting in there and working with those guys. Bradley Chubb's already in that fraternity. Baron Browning's obviously making that uh, transition from the stack linebacker spot to edge. So getting some work on there and uh, it's had some interesting quotes on both uh, Baron Browning and Nick Benito that we'll get into. But first Thomas Holt coming in with the stars, kicking us off. Thank you so much, Thomas. We appreciate you um, getting us getting the ball rolling and getting the Facebook stars going here for us. Um, James also coming in saying Chubb should be great. Will he stay healthy? How good is he? We don't know. We know that Chubb is good. I think that's the the operative word here. He's good. How good? Hopefully we're fixing to find out. Um, he did say about this offseason that um, for the first time, um, it's the first time in a while that he's been healthy. Um, he's going to put all that together and hopefully uh, be able to come out the season with the with his hair on fire, I guess, so to speak, because the past few seasons, he has come out been nursing an injury. Obviously, last year he had came out, oh, I'm going to try to play on that ankle after getting uh, the other ankle uh, fixed, corrected the in the offseason. Went, what, I think two games came out, or maybe even one game. Played that Jacksonville game week two, and then we didn't see him again until week 13, and he was week not. Week was over. Yep, season was essentially yeah, over. Week and, week, the season was already gone. Yep. So he's healthy, and he wasn't 100% then either. Didn't get a sack last year. Obviously, was coming off of a Pro Bowl season in 2020, but really hasn't been. His best season was 2018. So this is a big year for Bradley Chubb, and uh, we've heard George Payton say it. We've heard uh, some guys on the defense say it. Bradley Chubb is 100% healthy and for the first time in a long time, and that should be big for him this season. God, let me tell you, the Broncos are going to need him. Um, he, you, I guess you can argue that Randy Gregory is their best pass rusher. Um, Pro Football Focus would argue that as well, putting him ranked with Bradley Chubb not. But based on pedigree and everything, Bradley Chubb should be a dominant pass rusher. Don't mm-hmm. expect him to be Von Miller, but he should be, you know, one of the top 15 in football. And uh, I don't think that's an unreasonable unreasonable ask for him this season, especially with the other pieces they have on defense and the offense. Well, if I go by paycheck, Bradley Chubb's the, the better guy. You know, um, yeah. he, he's being compensated almost twice as much this year. And has a chance to double that. So we've said before, Nick, no one has more incentive to have a big year than Bradley Chubb. I mean, it, it could be the difference in $100 million for him. This is a $100 million season for Bradley Chubb. You think that's some incentive? Contract year? Maybe he gets tagged. Okay, well, he goes from 12 to 25 next year. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that... I, I'm not a huge fan of the tag thing just because I'm for player freedom and you know mm-hmm. the them getting what they they their value I'm getting paid their their value when they can be free agents but 25 million dollars this will be a pretty good chunk of change for him next year It'd be about what he's made so far in his career mm-hmm. and he has a lot of incentive to keep going to get going out there 
Yeah, absolutely. And talking about a lot of incentive right here. <laughs> 50 pounds come in. See, I got it right. Looks like the L. Um, I, I did get it right and not get it wrong that time, too. So you got it right. Wanna... Good job. Good job. You're uh, one. Okay. You're, we're starting now. You're you've got a one game winning streak. <sighs> OK. All right. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, coming in from Ethan saying, I hope Chubb has a great year, but would not sign him long term with his history can franchise and see how he does next year as well. More prudent. And a lot of people are like, OK, well, how would the Broncos franchise Bradley Chubb? They're, they're going to be kind of up against the cap wall next season. The Broncos can do a lot of cap finaglings and the biggest movable asset as far as money uh, the Broncos have next year is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's going to get a new contract, but it's very possible that that first year of his contract, the cap hit could be very low and uh, that could easily make it so they could fit in Bradley Chubb um, and his massive cap hit. That would be the franchise tag. You, and then after that, you kick the can down the road one more year, see Bradley Chubb. Hey, do it again. Um, year six in the NFL, which is, you know, that's a long time to have cost control of a guy before he hits the market. I digress, kind of going back to Scott's point there, but definitely uh, the Broncos can franchise Bradley Chubb. It might make some things difficult as far as, you know, retaining the likes of Draymond Jones, what's going to happen with the likes of Dalton Reisner, et cetera, et cetera. But um, definitely a possibility there uh, for the Broncos and something that I think would be prudent as well if he does have a good year this year given his injury history and whatnot, uh, go do it again. Unless you're going to be able to get a contract that you perceive as a value with some flexibility, you know, not a lot of guaranteed cash because let's say he gets another, God, knock on wood, another serious injury. What's it going to look like after that? I don't know. He's already had two, I think, two ACL injuries on the same leg, um, one dating back to a senior year of high school, one dating back to 2019 uh, in the NFL. If he has a third one on that same leg, you know, what does that even look like? Not many guys have come back from uh, come back from three ACL injuries on the same leg. So um, definitely something to consider for him. I think franchise tag would probably be the most prudent, assuming he has a great year. Yeah, there's a there's eleven million dollars in Graham Glasgow savings on the books for next year. Also, uh, yeah. there's no way. I said this last year. I don't like to speak in absolutes because I you know I think the one time I did that in recruiting, the last time I ended up wrong, one in a million on that one because I always try and lawyer myself and give myself just a little wiggle room. But I'll say this again. Graham Glasgow doesn't play on a $14 million cap hit next year. He's got a $3 million dead cap. No way. Just no way. So there's $11 million uh, to play with in there somewhere. Maybe he comes back on a six to eight. Um, that's fine. And we had this conversation. It was right when we were first getting started last year. We were talking about Bradley Chubb and him entering this year. And I was like, well, you know, what do we do? You know, what do we do if he has a monster year, but he's only he's got this history like Ethan's saying here. You know, and you know, do you, do you take that risk? And you you came up with it right away. You said tag him. I'm like, oh yeah, God, I forget about that. You, you tag him. Yeah. You absolutely tag him. He goes out and has. I'm going to set the number at 12, 12 plus sacks. Tag him. 12 plus sacks is worth a 20 million dollar guy on a one year deal for sure. Yeah, I mean. Pass rushers get paid. If you're a good pass rusher, besides the only other position gets paid more is the quarterback. I guess wide receiver all of a sudden is coming up on that too. Um, but uh, pass rushers definitely get paid. Luckily, the Broncos do have some flexibility. And you mentioned Graham Glasgow. Um, Ronald Darby also can save you a lot of money as well. Now, Darby's a pretty good player when he's healthy. Um, probably one of the more underrated uh, pieces on the Broncos roster right now. But you might want to go younger uh, in a different oh. direction with that cash. Oh yeah, you're right. There it is. It's uh 13 and three. So yeah, we went through this before we went through this couple uh, last week, two weeks ago on, mm -hmm. on one of the shows, you know, where, where is your savings? Darby's definitely one of those guys too. Yeah. Again, go to 
go to spot rack and look at the cap hit and then look at the dead cap hit. The bigger that number is, the, the, the bigger the difference in that number is, the more likely you are to have a different contract the following season. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Biggie Bronco saying, why would Bradley Chubb have to go to Von Miller's camp? He was his teammate for four years. He already should know what he knows. It's not just Von Miller. It's Von Miller's not thing. up there. It's a social thing. It's also, you know, getting other people who are elite at their craft and talking through things. It's not just Von Miller. You know, you're talking with Chandler Jones. You're talking with Khalil Mack. And it's not just the social thing. The, a different word I'd use is the fraternity of it. Um, and I really like, you know, I shout out to Von Miller for doing something like this. Maybe it's not the best for himself sometimes or you know, the Broncos themselves, but it's good for the NFL game. Um, and obviously the more elite talents you have, the better the product's going to be. So um, it's not the biggest deal they didn't go, but still just it's a noteworthy thing. Um, and we're in again, <coughs> excuse me, it's June. Um, we're just kind of, you know, that's something we can talk about here. Um, so we have an interesting comment here from John Fields saying, I think Chubb will be traded by the trade deadline. Um, what do you think about this comment, uh, Scott? Oh, there's a, uh... I think there's several scenarios that make that unlikely mm. uh, that would have to, for that to have to happen. <clears throat> One, if he's performing, it would have to be something like last year with Von Miller. Von Miller came out performing well and the Broncos weren't. Okay. So he became a target of a contender. If Bradley Chubb is not performing well, no one's going to trade for him. No one wants him. If he is performing well and the Broncos are performing well, the Broncos aren't going to want to give him up. The Broncos would have to be tanking. They would have to be <clears throat> below 500, <clears throat> excuse me, eight games in, nine games in, below 500, looking at three and five in the easy part of their schedule for them to give up on Brad, Bradley Chubb, who's having a good season. If Bradley Chubb is having a good season, I have a hard time picturing the Denver Broncos not having a good season. So if he's having a good season, they're holding on to Bradley Chubb because the return on it for a half a season rental wouldn't be much. So yeah, I just, again, the only way this happens is if Bradley Chubb comes out hot and the Broncos stink. Yeah. And those two things don't jive in my brain. If, if Bradley Chubb is doing well, the Denver Broncos are going to be doing well because the Denver Broncos can do well without Bradley Chubb doing well. Yeah. So, and if he's doing well, it's just gravy. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. That's where my mind immediately goes. If uh, Chubb is traded at the deadline, that means this Broncos team is dead to right. And it's pretty obvious. They suck this season. Maybe it's uh, injury. Let's knock on wood on that one, but uh, that's uh, hopefully not happening. Cause that means that the season went off the rails quickly and uh, poorly. Um, so but let's hope that's Chubb not would also have to be contributing. So, you mm -hmm. know, what are the odds that, you know, again, you don't want to say it, but I don't want to breathe. It, it probably yeah. means, Russell Wilson was injured early in the season. Yep. That's about the only way I can see something like that. Those, those situations uh, coming to pass is if Russell Wilson goes down early. Yeah. And especially in the context of the schedule, obviously there's no mm -hmm. such thing as a gimme in the NFL, but the front half of the schedule is a lot easier than the second half. And if you are two and five, what's the trade deadline week seven, um, <laughs> knock on wood probably means that something horrible uh, happened. Yeah with uh, injuries or injury at the most important position. So let's not breathe that, um, breathe air into that. But uh, John Chance come in here. Uh, awesome mustache there, John, um, says, good morning, guys. Uh, good morning to you, John. Hope you're doing well. Happy Tuesday to you. And we got uh, Life coming in here. Leaf. Saying, Leaf, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I know a guy from Germany whose name is Life. Um, so, I would uh, think it would be Leaf. Leaf, you can correct us, please, but my, my money's on Leaf. Okay, uh, Leaf, Life, Roebuck. 
coming in. Uh, good morning to you. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick. I actually got to tune in live today. Awesome. Well, good to see you. Uh, thanks for what you guys do. Uh, what you guys bring to Broncos country. Go Broncos and Falcons, question mark. Yet, we'll take it. Um, Scott, I'm take ha- it. Nick, I'm having a hard time not. I don't like to root against teams to fail. But, you know, these people that are hitting my YouTube channel and stuff saying, oh, the Falcons should win 10 games. I'm like, all right, I'll set the over under at seven. What do you want to bet? Bet. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I don't see it. They should be better. I don't, I don't see it. There's a reason why they're 29, 30, and 31 in every power ranking. They are bad. Their yeah. roster is gutted. And they, again, you want to talk about salary cap room, Denver Broncos fans? Can you imagine taking $80 million off of this roster without being able to replace it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go go right through that list and come up with $80 million. Go to Spot Rack and add up all the players that are up to the $220 million in, in uh, on your salary and remove $80 million from it without being able to replace it. Let me know how good you're going to be. Yeah, I'm not very good. I think we'll really understand how solid Matt Ryan was there at the end, too, despite a uh, pretty incompetent offensive line and pass. I think it's great for the Colts because, yeah. you know, Matt, you know, I was, I was reading through and unfortunately there wasn't a, uh, the Broncos didn't get a, an entry because Nathaniel Hackett's a new, uh, new head coach, but pro football focus went through the analytics on who the best coaches based on an average, uh, an average roster. Um, and, uh, Frank Reich was up there because he says, yeah. Oh, they've done well with mediocre quarterback play. And then Arthur Smith was in the lower like 10th. Oh, he was pretty unremarkable last year. Like like seven games without roster was pretty damn good. And and Matt Ryan from PFF was not a very good quarterback. I'm like, well, that roster, he carried that roster. His back hurts from carrying that roster. So if you want to play that game, then you better put Frank Reich in the top five uh, mm-hmm. because Matt Ryan's not very good. Yeah. And they're going to have a good year. Yeah, I love Frank Reich. Uh, I was a big proponent of him in 2018. That was the coach that I wanted to hire uh, for the Broncos. But uh, is what it is. Um, Poopy and Hippo coming in saying, would trading Judy and Chubb next year help with salary cap and draft capital? Would you guys do that? Uh, yes and yes, no. Um, odds are you're not going to tr- get better players than both of those guys. Also, I guess there is a possibility for... It, it, we'd have to see what it looks like, um, but you want to get an equitable return. The one that's a little bit tricky is it would be a tag and trade with Chubb, and that doesn't happen very often. Um, we saw it with Devontae Adams this year, but typically you don't see guys get the salary cap tag where their contract is 100% guaranteed, or excuse me, franchise tag, and then get traded on a new deal on top of it. It's possible, it, but it's, we'll I think it's, I think that's a precedent though, Nick. I think you it's, do, uh, who was I time. reading about recently? There is another player that he says, I'm not playing under the franchise tag and he's, he's Debo out right Samuel. Now. It wasn't Debo though. It was, mm. it was another player. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but they're unhappy and you know, he doesn't want to play on He's been tagged. Was it, did, did the Cowboys tag somebody? I feel like they tagged like Dalton Schultz or somebody. I don't know. Maybe that's, mm. I'm making stuff up, but uh, you know, is there's questions about him being in camp and mm. is he going to play on a one-year deal? I think it's going to be more, you're going to tag him, and that is almost going to be, well, we're going to have to trade him now. <laughs> I think it's going to become more, more, of a thing. I really do. When you're talking about you can get 25 or you can get 125, you know what? I'm not playing on a one-year deal. Not in this game where not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You know, I, the, the, the d- decline is so steep and the injuries are so such a risk factor. They're actually, you know, they're, they really are a, a high risk game that uh, I think you're going to see it more often, Nick. I really do. Well, it doesn't happen until it does. Um, so uh, we'll see. It's definitely a possibility. Um, but right now I'd probably say history would say, no, it's definitely something to think about. It depends on what you can get capital wise as well. Um, Dave also saying, I missed the memo on the early start this morning with the hearts and stars coming in. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah. I tweeted out a little bit late. Um, I forgot that I had the power of the uh, Twitter account uh, on my, on my own phone. So I tweeted out this morning and probably should have done it yesterday, but uh, have to go to a car appointment before driving halfway across country. So getting that taken care of, but uh, thanks for joining us, Dave. We also have Benjamin Flores saying, what's up guys, go Broncos. What's up to you, Benjamin and uh, Edwards in the house too. Morning guys, Bama X. Good to see you. Morning Broncos country. Reese Scott's in the house saying, I think we keep more players on short-term deals next year because of our lack of draft capital. Need to survive this next year's draft because it's going to be harder than this year's to watch. It will be harder to watch, uh, less picks, obviously. Um, but I don't think you're really going to feel the brunt of losing these draft picks probably for two years. You know, it'll be like 2024, 2025, where those players or who would have been players enter their, you know, year three, year four of their contracts. And that's when those guys are really supposed to step up. I mean, how much are we expecting this year from Greg Dulcich or Nick Benito? Not that much. Or even, you know, first round picks, typically guys don't come in and look like Patrick Sertan. That's kind of an unrealistic expectation. You know, you have JC Horn pick one pick before. That's totally um, opposite end of the spectrum. Last year he was good when he played, but didn't play much. So um, definitely you're going to have to figure out roster wise, some of those spots, uh, but the impact overall on the wins and losses and the team's overall ability, I think is going to be more felt um, a few years down the road. We're going to be missing those cost controlled plus players in theory with those early round draft picks and you're hoping at that point that you've got you've built a winning machine and mm-hmm. you get discount uh veterans that are yep. coming in that want to be part of another super bowl type of run that are coming on three million dollar deals where you can build those guys you know a six million dollar veteran who's 31 years old you know he's 10 million you know let's say a um a stefan gilmore type you know mm-hmm. who He's wave. He's cut for salary cap reasons. Well, you know, I want to go play for a. I want to go play for a Super Bowl. I'll take a a a pay cut to do that. Or you know, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, he he could have held out for the highest dollar amount last year, but he went to the Rams. Why did he go to the Rams? Because he wanted to play for a Super Bowl. So I think you'll be able to supplement in the short term some of those guys with wins. You know, with with by by winning and being able to recruit uh, a higher caliber discount free agent uh, in the open market. At least that's that's what I think. I, I mean, it sure feels like the Patriots did that for a dozen years. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, that's what good teams do. Um, sometimes it can lead to some lack of continuity on the roster, but it's definitely a uh, possibility and something the Broncos did with Peyton Manning. They obviously had their draft picks to go as well, um, but they were able to find young, not young, um, short-term veterans that were looking for a ring and, you know, kind of patch holes uh, year to year with those kind of contracts. So definitely something to uh, look out for. Max Power coming through uh, saying thoughts on Jonas Griffith. Team seems to like him. Somebody that, if you guys have been listening to the show for a bit, um, I've been saying, listen, I have some connections, not a lot, but some connections to the team. And this is a name that's continuous, continuously brought up to me uh, saying, that was me. On. It was you. That was me telling you that. I've said it for a while because it's, <laughs> I have text messages um, from people saying, no, he's uh, really impressive. And this was dating back to last year, uh, even um, after they traded for him. So uh, don't sleep on Jonas Griffith. Uh, Obviously, Scott likes him as well. I know Brian Baldinger had a two-minute, three-minute video on him on uh, Twitter as well. Um, I think Jonas Griffith sets up to be a very good um, option for you, and I think one of the reasons that you're moving Baron Browning is because they like Jonas Griffith so much at that linebacker spot. So excited to see what he can do this year. He's got size, he's got speed, and he's violent. It's my kind of guy in the middle of a defense. Um, I was extremely impressed with what I saw uh, in, in a limited action last year. And, you know, I don't have inside contacts to, to the team. What I do have is a set of eyes and I liked what I saw and I watched some of the moves they made or didn't make around them. I'm like, Hmm, you can get a feeling. I always say, watch what they do, not what they say. I got a, I got a feeling they, they like what they see from Jonas Griffith. How, how wouldn't they? He, he, I wouldn't say he obvious isn't isn't quite the right word, but you know if if an idiot like me can see it watching you know a condensed version of a game and he flashes, you know these guys that are getting paid millions and billions of dollars in this business, not individuals, but it is a billion dollar business, yeah. can figure out that Jonas Griffith can play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, EJ in the house and good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you. Michael's in the house too. Michael Ronquillo. Coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Good to see you, Michael. Chris Jenkins. Morning, fellas. Morning, Broncos family. Abs to the cup. Yeah, congratulations to the Avalanche on your uh, frozen stick ball uh, yesterday. Uh, hope it rubs off on the Broncos. Absolutely. Um, and uh, <laughs> Ethan saying, you guys can't be each other's connection. No, Ethan, that's just the first time where I've wanted to stay up and say, listen, I was on the bandwagon early. Yeah. And I'd listen to people talk about, oh, yeah, it seems like people are really high on him. I'm like... It's Nobody good. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a so, good thing. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm means... kidding. I, I, but I was a, I was a big fan of what I saw early. Yeah. The, the physical traits of Jonas Griffith and the one he, he went out of play like his hair was on fire. It's exactly what I'm looking for in an inside linebacker. Yeah. He's, he's big. He's fast. He's violent. We can teach. We can get experience. And he's long. He is a just a physical pro- So is Browning, though, as well. But I think I'm talking to myself, and the reason I'm moving Browning is because, A, he has the traits. It's something that I, you know, when the Broncos drafted him, I was uh, really interested in potential, his potential at edge, and he's moving there now. And uh, also, but Griffith there as well. So some long, athletic guys there on that uh, front seven, which the Broncos need. Hopefully that'll make Ethan happy. Um, we don't need any Josie Jewell slander, though, to prop up uh, Jonas Griffith. Ethan, uh, see Patrick Havner coming in here on Facebook. Good morning to you, see Patrick. Um, Jeremy saying both Nick and Scott want to be driving the Jonas bandwagon. Y- you can have it, Scott. I I'm just excited the Broncos have good players. Um, I will drive the. Uh, I don't know whose bandwagon I can drive. We'll see how it comes organically. I the first, this the, the one I the one I started up at least with I hit the keys first was the Pat Sertan in January of last year. 
You know, that was yeah. after my first my first one on this podcast was, well, who, what do you think about the draft? It was January before the draft last year. And it was before free, it was after free agency. So no, it was before free agency. So, you know, uh, Chad had said, I was like, well, what are your team needs? I don't know the team very well. And he said corner. And then he went through a couple other positions. Then he finished it with corner. I'm like, well, hell, Pat Sertan's the best cornerback in this draft. That's the one you guys should get unless you go quarterback. And we've, we've talked about that one enough. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually doing a guest spot with a Chicago Bears uh, pod tomorrow night after. Um, what do we do on Wednesdays? Huddle up. Huddle up pod. Um, after huddle up, I'll be doing a guest spot on a, on a Chicago Bears one. And I'm going to ask them about Justin Fields and how they feel about him and if they feel like they're doing enough to build around him, if he even has a chance out there, or if the lack of success is partially due to himself. So, but again, you know, getting Pat Sertan, you are going to be happy. You're going to be happy. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a damn good player. I guess the one I've been driving the bus on is uh, Draymond Jones. Um, that's been one that I've been screaming and you know shouting about. Uh, we got uh, Mark coming in here saying good morning, all. Let's go. Uh, let's all drive the bandwagon. There we go. Bandwagon all the way to the Lombardi Plenty Trophy. Of Plenty of room. A few more things I want to get to before I have to fly. I'm not sure if Scott will hang around for a bit. We can close out or not. Um, but uh, we had some comments on Baron Browning and Nick Benito coming in from Bradley Chubb. Um, first thing we had here was a. Uh, Baron Browning, I'm getting acclimated to the outside linebacker spot from Bradley Chubb. He said, it's crazy when it comes to Baron, natural skills he has for the position. It's amazing. You'll see him go out there and he just throws his shoulder down to him. It feels like he's doing just that, but on film, it looks like the craziest thing. We're trying to keep him, keep coaching him up. He's come over to our house. He's come over to the house and asked me what I see in his play. I'm trying to be there for him like Von Miller was for me. And those guys, uh, when I first came in. Uh, it's been great to see natu how natural things are. Once he starts adding those little moves, the small details, it's going to be over with. So excited for that. Uh, Browning's incredible. And then also on Nick Benito saying, uh, to be honest, I don't watch much college tape on the guys when they come out. Ever since he's been on the field, though, it's been crazy to see. That's his word, I guess, crazy. Um, he's been a... Uh, he's in that Baron Browning range when it comes to natural bend. His get off is crazy. He's a finesse guy. He moves around tackles and goes right past them. It's been fun to watch him grow. I'm just trying to teach him all the little things that help me out. He can take it or leave it, but he's already a very good player. Uh, when the guys in the room keep working around each other, it's going to be better for all of us. So two finesse guys um, there, obviously. Randy Gregory, also, I would say a finesse guy, but um, exciting to hear Bradley Chubb speak up both uh, Baron Browning and Nick Benito. I mean, obviously, he's not going to go out there and diss the guys, um, but uh, either way, excited to see what those guys can do. And the Broncos seem to have flourishing options uh, getting after the passer, which was a big issue last season. You're muted. Muted. I am because I was typing an answer um, to uh, to Stone Cold Tim. Said, Didn't yep. Chad say they'd be back on Thursday? Yes, Wednesday night is the new home for Mile High Insiders. Yep. Um, I haven't quite gotten the new schedule completely fixed good. in the brain <laughs> just yet. Um, so banging away on an answer to that, but thank you. Thank you, Tim. Um, and good, good for Bradley Chubb. You know, mm -hmm. what a, what a great professional answer, you know, even again, there's some coach speak and there's some GM speak that, that trickles into these players. You know, you got to learn your cliches. You got to know them. You got to love them. You know, that they don't say a ton of things <clears throat> when they get in front of the camera. And he's talking about two potential replacements, mm -hmm. you know, that, that could be, that are coming for his job. Um, but Bradley Chubb, he's smart enough to know that, hey, these guys can help us win. One, two, if I take care of my business, I'll be just fine. Um, I can help these guys because they can help me win and good for him. And he could have, if you're listening for 
Let's see. Uh, you know, they're rookies. They've got a lot to learn. You know, you know, they're new to the position. They're doing well. He was gushing for lack of a better word. He was, he was very impressed. I thought, you know, he, he said a lot there about what he, what he actually thought instead of just getting up there and passing the time until his time was up. Yeah, no, I mean, he spoke highly about both those guys. So I'm really excited to see what those pass rushers look like. Obviously his, um, his comments about both of them being finesse rushers is something. If you guys have listened to me on here, I'm not really the biggest proponent of the finesse players. I need my defensive lineman to be able to rush through uh, the blockers. Ideally, I think the Patriots have really kind of taken over my brain for how they're able to crunch the pocket and keep everything contained and uh, slowly, you know, the, the wall of death, it's kind of the uh, star Wars where the crash shoot is uh, closing in on them. Um, Different ways you can get after the quarterback, though, and I definitely am more of a believer now with the you know, the ability to do simulated pressures and whatnot um, up front. Again, I keep saying, if anybody wants some some coaching clinics, uh, I have YouTube videos that I've been watching right now. I'm working through a two hour uh, coaching conference on run fits in a four two five defense from Georgia. Really funny, fun, compelling stuff, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, big nerd stuff. Um, well, but- I, I like <clears throat> I like the idea of a finesse rusher early in their career. You know, it's okay. We ex- we don't expect Nick Be- Nick Benito to be a powerhouse. No. But what is easier to improve on the natural bend in athleticism? Strength. No. Size. We can add mass. We can add strength. It's really, really tough to add bend, length, and athleticism and burst. That's yeah. hard. So if he's already got that in the locker, we you know, the traits that we're looking for, he's got it. Now let's build. Now let's build from there. And we don't have to have him right now. That's the luxury of having a stacked roster like this. If in a perfect world, we don't hear a ton from Nick Benito and Baron Browning. They don't play a ton of meaningful snaps at edge because you got Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb killing it from both yeah. sides. You got a pair of veterans out there that you want to depend on. So those guys are in a very, very good situation. Um, I think just... I'm stating the obvious here. Browning's going to be ahead of Benito as far as being the uh, someone who can steal the edge, play with a little bit more power. Uh, he's used to knocking heads a little bit more, and he's got a little bit more bulk to his frame. So, um, if I need a guy to seal the edge right now, and, you know, we I think we talked about this last week, Nick. If I'm coming out first and ten, I want Browning. You know, and I need to I need to arrest a guy. I want Browning ahead of Benito right yeah. now. Yeah, just a little bit bigger and stronger. So uh, my alarm's going to go off here any second, so we're going to keep it moving. Um, Last bit of information, Clayton coming in. Sorry we're early, Clayton. Oh, there's my alarm saying, Nick, you better get to the uh, the mechanic. Um, But uh, Jerry Judy tweaked, sounds like his groin yesterday, limped off and came off in warm-ups. Another ding for Jerry Judy, definitely something to be uh, concerned about and monitor. We'll see if he is out there today. Um, We'll know more when we we talk again on Thursday, or I guess uh, tonight with – Carl and I, but uh, Scott, should I wrap it on up here? Should we get going? No, I'll hang out. And uh, there's a couple of questions here that I want to get to. And if anybody has any questions, uh, I'll be happy to stay for another, you know, 15 minutes or until my, well, actually, I'll just have a cough drop. My voice was scratching up on me for some reason. So you haven't talked since Thursday, Nick. This is crazy. I will. I won't lie. Saturday, it was like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything to do. It's great. No, actually, I had to start packing up the house. Um, But uh, enjoyed the little bit of break here. And Ethan coming in saying, go get your car fixed, Nick. Hopefully there's nothing to fix. It's more of a tune up here, but uh, we appreciate that the sentiment so much, uh, Ethan. And also says that uh, my contribution. You get an upgrade. Contribution Check the to the air conditioner. Fund. Honestly, this is a contribution to Nick's uh, driving across the country gas fund because I mean the flights are expensive too, and it's going to be cheaper to do this instead of boarding the pets for 
two weeks or whatever it is. But uh, thank you so much, Ethan. We appreciate you. And uh, I'll let you guys uh, continue on with Scott here. And I'll see you tonight for uh, building the Broncos. So uh, we'll see each other soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Uh, so it's just me for a few minutes. I'll watch that number and, and see how much everybody bails. Ethan, thanks so much again. Um, that's awesome. That will put you back into first place on, on the on the number. Michaela had actually jumped over you since we hadn't been on since Thursday. Michaela came in and had actually gone up. But you will be back in the number one spot and always number one in the hearts of Broncos for breakfast. Um, want to hit a couple, couple questions in the chat and anything that y'all want to hit on real quick before I get out of here. Uh, Bronco gang says, what do you think about signing, uh, OBJ as sort of a security blanket on team, uh, team friendly deal because of wide receiver injuries. And, um, I think Jeremy came in here and, and said the, said that the, the OBJ, the OBJ juice isn't worth the squeeze. If I was down a receiver, uh, you know, if I had two and needed a third, then I'd consider it. Um, but right now I've got Sutton, I've got Patrick. Judy should be fine. I think Judy is fine. I think there's just, it's very precautionary. Uh, the huddle up boys last night said, if this was game week, you'd probably see DNP did not practice, did not participate on Wednesday. And then he's, he's game ready on Sunday. Um, I don't think you need that ego. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just, he's a big personality in a new culture, new coach, new quarterback, where everybody's kind of, finding their way and their role within this team. Who's that push out? That's the thing. He, he doesn't want to, he's not going to be there to be a mentor. So all of a sudden, Judy, you might as well kiss him goodbye. Hamler is, is one of those guys. Does he start pushing Patrick some? You don't know. So I, uh, I, I wouldn't want to bring him in the way things are right now. Um, let me see. Uh, Clayton Heron's not feeling so good. I uh, hope you feel better. Uh, Mike Hurt says, you guys think we should go after Julio Jones? Um, no, for the same reasons. Julio's not quite the ego. I also am not sure he's as driven right now in his career as OBJ is. Um, he's missed so much time. He's got hamstrings made of glass. Uh, he's he's played very, very little of the last two years. And frankly, the Falcons used Julio Jones like a running back. Um, if you look at his overall numbers, the one number that really will stand out as a negative is his number of touchdowns. He was really on the field in the red zone. As crazy as that sounds, six, three guy with the athletic freak that he was, they'd use him like a running back. Okay. Bubble screen up to, uh, Julio Jones for six yards, uh, slant route, seven yards. And he'd have eight touches. He'd have eight catches for 52 yards. And then he was gassed by the time they got down to the red zone. So um, I would probably say no on Julio Jones for the same reason. Right now, you don't need a receiver. You don't, you don't need another receiver. If I'm looking to spend any kind of money at all, I'm looking on the, at the lines of scrimmage. I'm looking at, can I get a sure thing right tackle? Can I bring in a veteran interior lineman on either side of the ball? Um, those are where I'm looking right now with my money, not, not wide receiver. I know... The, the the knee-jerk reaction, we saw it when Noah Fant was traded, is, oh, someone's lost. You might, you're going to have to get a replacement. Well, Judy's not out. You know, he's he, he, he came out of practice. It's practice. He came out of practice. So he's not out. Um, now, if he was out, then then you've got to wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, where where is K.J. Hamler? And, and all the words right now is Nathaniel Hackett touched on K.J. Hamler, too, and said he's running free and easy. He looks great out there. So... 
can you count on Hamler for the whole season? Can you count on Judy for the whole season? Hopefully you can count on a combination of sorts where you're getting them between the two of them. You've got one full wide receiver uh, and anything more than you get than that will be just uh, will be uh, will be gravy. Uh, Clayton says, what do you guys think of the new owner? I put that up on the screen because uh, there's more people on on YouTube and they'll be able to see it that way. Um Hopefully he he is willing to invest when it needs investing and he stays out of the news for the wrong reasons. That's all you really want. Hey, where's your checkbook when we need it? That's all you want out of your owner. Um, I think a lot of us are nervous, get nervous a little bit because we see the Daniel Snyders of the world. Most aren't like that, you know, or you see, uh, and it almost feels like the days of the owners who won't invest in their team are, are pretty well gone. Um, you know, I grew up with the Rankin Smith Atlanta Falcons in the eighties and early nineties, and they were happy to collect a check. They wouldn't put any money into the team and the their third worst in career winning percentage in the NFL for a reason. You're not going to put $4.5 billion into a team to try and suck profits out of it and tank the value of the team. You want 4.5 to become 10 and you do that. But, you know, it, this, this team could be worth $10 billion in another 10 years. Easy, easy franchises. Are, the, the, the sports leagues aren't going anywhere with just little inside baseball here with all of the on-demand video streaming services, sports are more valuable than ever. It's the, it's the last of the DVR proof, fast forwarding proof mediums that we still have as sports. They're going to continue to get more valuable. A new owner coming in and dropping close to $5 billion is going to want to see his five become 10. You don't do that by becoming the Detroit Lions or the Atlanta Falcons or the Jacksonville Jaguars. And even those are teams that are investing. They want their property to become more valuable. And you're about to double the world, the, the record for a franchise of the Carolina Panthers was sold. Well, that was the Carolina Panthers. This is the Denver Broncos. They want four and a half to become 10. And they're going to do that by investing. So I would be pretty happy with, uh, with Rob Walton coming in as the new owners. Um, Chris Jenkins saying Denver Broncos at Walmart Stadium. I don't know how much you're actually going to hear Walmart, to be honest with you. You know, th- there's... The Denver Broncos are a premium brand. They're going to want to be associated with premium brands. I don't know how much you're going to hear about Walmart except externally. You're not going to see Walmart branding, that type of thing. I, I don't don't see that too much. Um, Tim comes in on, on Twitch. Will he really pay for a dome stadium? Um, I, I saw this last night, some of the talk. If, if there's a dome, it'd be a retractable roof. Um that's what was built uh, in Atlanta. Most recently, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a retractable roof. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'd want an open air, though. Will he really pay for it? I'm not going to presume to tell someone how to spend a billion five of their own money. Would he try and get some subsidies there from the, the local area? Yeah, probably. Why would, I, why would I pay for it even if I've got it? Why would I pay for it if I can get some help doing it? So... Um, I don't know that how quickly that becomes a reality. Um, if they broke ground tomorrow, it'd be open in two years. So I don't think it's something we would have to worry about for at least the 2025, 2026 season for it, for that to, uh, for that to happen. Uh, let me see, go through the chat here. Sunny days. Welcome in. Welcome in. Appreciate you being here. 
Um, so I know there was some stuff coming up a little bit through the chat. Let me see. Nathan came in a little bit and he says, uh, Nathan Noble. I'm going to call you Nathan. That's not quite your name. Uh, so he says, hey, sorry, I haven't been around lately. Just moved to Houston from Canada. Wow, that's quite the move. Um, you just got really hot. Uh, <laughs> there are few places uh, around that are hotter than Houston in June and July. So I hope uh, hope everything is going well for you. Um, let me see here. Uh, and you know, on this one, I, I hung out for about another 10 minutes or so. I think we'll get going. We'll, we'll close this out. I think Ethan already closed this out with the, uh, with the closer and we'll close this out with Michael saying great show today, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast, go Broncos. Well, thank you, Michael. So I don't know if I can have all the, the, uh, the banners, but let me make sure I can, I can run through all of this stuff, but, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. You can follow Nick and Scott. We're, we're in the beginning of the show. You can see our, I'm, I'm at Scout Kennedy, Nick's at at Nick Kendall, uh, MHH. Um, check out the huddleup.com store. It is a brand new huddleuppod.com, and it looks really sharp. It really does. Uh, if you can't do any of those things, you know, make sure you're hitting the subscribe, like, and share button. I've got that as the ticker right now. Um, that is something that is easy to do. Uh, it makes us helps us find more Broncos fans and more fans across the NFL as this thing keeps growing and growing and growing more. Uh, don't forget, later tonight, it is Tuesday, so we've got the Building the Broncos with Nick and Carl, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, so we'll see you there. And then on Wednesday morning, uh, Nick and I will be back on my channel on youtube.com slash C as in the third letter of the alphabet, Scott Kennedy. I think most of y'all know where that is. Uh, we'll be talking some NFL head coaching rankings is one of the things I want to get into a little bit deeper tomorrow. And then Wednesday is the new home of the Mile High Insiders with uh, with Luke and Nick. And then the Huddle Up Boys will be back on Thursday. And don't forget uh, beckoning the Broncos. Wednesday. Again, in every single one of the, the videos and live chats that we put out there, I, I put the schedule in there. I make sure it's edited and the schedule is in there. So if it changes, you'll be able to see it. We came out uh, a little bit early today. So that's another reason to like, subscribe, and share to make sure you get those notifications. Thanks everybody for being here today. I was happy to hang out with you just for a few minutes on my own. You know, I got you all to myself just for a little bit. So I enjoyed that. And I will see you tomorrow on my channel and be back here for Broncos for breakfast on Thursday. Uh, until next time, thanks for being here, and we will see you soon. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent, 
Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.